0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo, and I'm Brian Schulmeister. Brian, we get a lot of questions about our endorsements of uh, private internet access, yes. where you can get to by going to gog.show/vpn. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've said for ages that they are, you know, the best no log VPN because they were tested by the FBI in court. Yes. And that was a long time ago. It was. Yeah. So apparently they've been getting this question a lot, too, because they went out and hired Deloitte to actually do an audit of their no log policy and they get a clean bill of health. And let me tell you, that ain't cheap. No, that ain't cheap at all. (laughs) No, Deloitte, they're, they're the big dogs. They are yes. the big dogs. Yes, they are. All right. So uh, you can rest assured that your privacy is intact now. So gog.show slash VPN. If you want a true tested by the FBI and Deloitte VPN, go get it. Private internet yes. access. I just wanted, I wanted to bring that up
1: because it was big news, I thought. It is big news. And we got we got tagged on a couple Twitter posts about it. We got some emails about it saying, uh, and we're like, yeah, we know. We know. That's, that's why we
0: recommend them. Uh, what I can't recommend, though... Man, these author newsletters on Substack. I signed up for Chuck Palahniuk's uh, newsletter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that? How'd that
1: go? I, I, I was, uh, I was a little. I, I, you don't want to see him making the
0: sausage. That's the thing. That's the right? thing. And there's a lot. There's a lot of dead pigs <laughs> on the side of the road for that sausage. I tell you. Yeah. There's like multiple posts a day. I'm like, you know what? I think I just might wait for the novel, or better yeah. yet, the movie adaptation of the novel. <laughs> so. Uh, Yeah, I should have tested that one out without paying for the year, I guess.
1: I just, uh, I just, I I don't, I didn't see the appeal. Like, I I want the finished product. Like, I've spent enough time in the music industry hearing demos.
0: Right. I like the final version. See, that's the (laughs) funny thing. When I was in the movie business, I loved watching dailies. Right. I liked watching the sausage get made, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, We'd get get literally VHS tapes from the set. I think that my favorite was uh, The Saint, because when... um, we were watching The Saint, the, the dailies were such terrible quality that you had to make up most of it in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the final, like pristine version, I'm like, this just looks fake. <laughs> it's so weird. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely do the free trial before you dive in on any of these author newsletters because it does take a little of the, the shine off, I got to yeah. say.
1: I got a bit more follow-up. This file's uh, solidly in the category of shit we've been saying all along, but now some big dogs are agreeing with us, so maybe you should have listened in the first place. The FBI says investors should take precautions before putting money into decentralized finance platforms. Derp. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay derp
1: <laughs> yeah so you know nothing we haven't been saying all along but they're basically the fbi has come out and said there's been a significant uptick in attacks targeting decentralized finance platforms between january and march of this year Hackers stole 1.3 billion dollars worth of cryptocurrencies with almost 97 percent of that money coming from DeFi platforms so uh
0: yeah don't okay um, and I put this one in here because I, I'm just I I knew you would get a kick out of this. Mm-hmm. The SEC is definitely escalating their crypto crackdown. Good. Um, they're they're going after people left, right, and center now, mm-hmm. which is great. This is great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and you know, I, on this article, I'm like, yeah, yeah, the SEC is cracking down, and crypto prices are in the shitter. But when you scroll to the bottom of the freaking article, mm-hmm. you get to see all the deals and debuts of all these people raising. This was uh, a company raised a hundred million dollars. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one, do, 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 raising $500 million. $500 million. Uh, proof, an NFT collective raised $50 million on a Series A. Uh, proof is Kevin Rose's new company. It's yes, uh, it down is. here in, the in. Uh, I think he's in Marina Del Rey, because I saw my friend Scott Beal was in town. And I'm like, hey, you coming uh, to the Valley? He's like, no, I'm on the West Side. I'm like, okay, have fun. And then he posts a picture of uh, the big Proof party saying, hey, we got the monies, woo. I'm like, "Ah." I could have gone down that. It's it's so close. I was so close to going down that hole with Kevin, and I am so glad that I can still sleep at night. It's great. Yeah, I mean, you but know, people are still pouring are so money
1: into it. They're still trying to make it happen. Somebody, everybody's just like, but but this one will be real, and then it isn't. So we got him this time. Yes, yes, <laughs> we we figured out NFTs this time. Everybody's gonna. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> And just another quick bit of follow up. I, I really uh, this is only in here for this one line. It's a it's an article over at Slate. Movie pass will work this time. Asterisk is the title. And then the, <laughs> the, the first line is asterisk. If by work, you mean won't instantaneously blowtorch tens of millions of dollars of wealthy people's money.
0: Which is funny because I thought you wrote that line. That's funny. That's from the actual article.
1: No, that's the only reason I even brought up MoviePass again because uh, otherwise we're just going to patiently wait
0: for it to fail now. And then we'll talk Mm. about it again. I have no patience. It will fail (laughs) fast. We don't have to wait that long. (laughs) Yes. And uh, I have a little Heaven Room Uh, follow-up. I mentioned it on the show a while back when uh, our friend from Wheaton sent me the magnets on a stick. Yes. Um, and he had not seen The Heaven Room. And I don't think a lot of people have seen The Heaven Room because it is at the Billy Graham Center Museum. Not a place um, I frequent. Exactly. Exactly. Not a, lot of people, not a lot of people from our audience are going to be hanging around the Billy Graham Center Museum in Wheaton, Illinois. Um, well, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Fogarty found video of The Heaven Room. So everybody can play along at home. There will be two links in the in the show notes the first one is touring the billy graham center it is it is queued up so you can just click it and you know just kind of get into the heaven room pretty quick the second one is from i think a different billy graham Center. yeah this is from the billy graham library mm-hmm. uh, he just tacked this one along because they have another museum uh at the at the big location and there's a talking cow an animatronic talking cow that tells you about Straight Billy Graham. Yeah. right yeah right uh telling you about billy's early life um yeah it's just it's It's just so fucking weird. (laughs) I just got to say it's so weird. (laughs) Oh, religion. Uh, But check them out. They're pretty fun. And uh, this last bit of follow-up I have is, I got money from a class action lawsuit, Brian.
1: I'm waiting for my money to come in from that one. It has not yet.
0: Oh, I got $14.45 from the Maldonado et al. versus Apple Inc. et al. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a virtual MasterCard. Well, it's, it's on the way. They have to. Right. Apparently, it takes a couple days to make a virtual MasterCard. Yes. So, well, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, so you're in on this lawsuit as well? Oh, you know, again, my policy and, and
1: long term listeners know this. And, and if you've just recently started listening to the show, it is our moral duty and imperative to claim all class action lawsuits because it is the only if we don't take the money, guess who gets it back? they get it back. The lawyers. (laughs) And lawyers get it. So it is our duty to sign up for all class action payments that uh, we are entitled to. And some we aren't.
0: No matter how large or small. Yeah. I want my $2. In the news.
1: Well, here's a way that proof might still be thinking they've got the proof in the pudding here. Facebook is now supporting NFTs yay they have uh, again another good bit of journalism here meta has followed through on its threat promise to bring nfts support to facebook uh you can now post digital collectibles that you have in your digital wallets across facebook and instagram after they connect digital wallets to one app they'll be able to access nfts from both of them yay
0: great Great. way to pee in the pool yep (laughs) uh well they should have uh talked to their buddies over at OpenSea because uh this news came out, and uh, this is another bit of uh, dodgy headline writing. World's mm-hmm. top NFT marketplace has allegedly lost 99% of its trading volume since May. Well, allegedly is the, the, the piece that you have to put out there, because right. after somebody does the math, it's only down 62%. But 62% still, is still a pretty good that's drop. Quite a bit. <laughs> that's a a pretty good drop. And yep. If the headline would have just been world's top NFT
1: marketplace has lost... Sixty-two percent of its trading volume—that would be a good headline. Yeah. Also, yeah. probably not the world's top NFT marketplace anymore after losing sixty-two percent of its volume.
0: You never know; the others mm-hmm. might be worse. I mean, who—who who really else is out there going after? Uh, I mean, who's Proof? a competitor to OpenSea? I don't know. I don't care. I don't know either. I really couldn't. Care <laughs> We've been
1: talking about NFTs for like three or four years now, and I'm so done.
0: Yeah. Well, it feels like three or four years. I think it's been six months. Oh God. <laughs> We've talked about this Metaverse Standards Forum before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they, they're, making, they're making moves here. All Standard right? one, no pants. <laughs> Standard two, still no pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this guy, Neil Trivette, he's the chair of the Metaverse Standards Forum. And uh, he says, it's time to start standardizing. I think we're seeing much to everyone's surprise, including our own, is the level of interest in standards for the metaverse. I think there is there's a thirst or hunger for them. Well, let's, let's read between the lines here. This, <laughs> this comes from the IEEE forum, this, this article. Mm-hmm. So we've got Neil Trevath, who is the chair of the Metaverse Standards Forum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Metaverse Standards Forum is being run by this company called Kronos Group who does basically surveys and stuff like that on, on different aspects of technology. I hope they publish well, everything in Klingon. Yeah, I know. Seriously, seriously. Well, this Trevette guy, who's, who's basically the only one that's quoted in this article, mm-hmm. well, it turns out he's not just the chair of the Metaverse Standards Forum. He's also the president of the Kronos Group. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and according to him, the Metaverse Standards Forum's first meetings, held via Zoom, yielded a Google spreadsheet. Woo! Right. <laughs> so I, I, I'm starting to think this guy might just be sitting in his room alone, just.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I was about to say he. Uh, not only is he the chair, he is the only member of the Metaverse Standards Forum. <laughs>
0: Well, he's saying that there are 1,500 people that are, have signed up. And I just don't know if that's 1,500 voices in his head or 1,500 pantsless avatars. What? I, I would like some definition on this.
1: <laughs> that would be nice.
0: Uh, well, NVIDIA is jumping in, and they mm-hmm. believe they have the answer. They mm-hmm. think uh, this thing that Pixar created called the Universal Scene Description mm-hmm. is basically the HTML of the metaverse. Okay. And it's interesting. I mean, it's like, it's basically you know like a meta language for describing virtual scenes yep which which is cool, and so okay. yeah, nvidia says, no, no, no guys, guys, stop it, stop it, you know, dude, Mr. Trevette, we got we you have we got you it's right here, <laughs> yeah, get back to me when you built. have
1: the uh blinking pants code
0: <laughs> they have to they have to ratify blink first once <laughs> they finish ratifying blink, then they'll get to pants, uh pants set to zero uh if you were around in the early days of h t m l one you're howling with laughter right now, <laughs> yes. Um, unfortunately for Nvidia, though, they are having some some issues now because U.S. officials have told them to stop selling some of their AI chips to China. Okay, this is a problem because those chips are made in Taiwan, and we this this whole thing is a, just a geopolitical shitstorm waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Nvidia has put out a, a you know some warning saying okay we're going to lose about four hundred million dollars in sales if this thing goes through, so they figured out well that's only ten percent of nvidia 's bottom line, so they can they can weather this storm i'm like if the government came in and shut down ten percent of my business, i'd be out of business you yeah. know
1: that's uh that
0: means that means
1: pink slips for employees when you lose ten yep. percent of your business
0: more pink slips a m d on the other hand said that uh we're We're fine. We're, we're going to be okay because the chips that they want us to not sell to China are kind of like you know older den chips, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. And I'm like thinking, okay, well, that just tells me right now who the category leader of the AI chip market <laughs> yeah, is if exactly It's, it's NVIdia, because yes. A m d. is not getting dinged um
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of pink slips, uh, remember just a short while ago, I, and you know, you just brought up the fact that our discussion of NFTs has completely compressed my notion of time. So I'm not even going to guess how long ago it was. But remember when Snap rolled out their glowing PR press releases because they released Snapchat Plus, and four million, a uh, million people signed up in the first month or so, and everything is going great over here, guys. It's not.
0: Oh, that's the one where they wanted us to pay to be beta testers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, yeah, that's, I yeah, mean, that's yeah. that's the world right now. But oh, true. Yeah, them too. <laughs> but uh, apparently, nope, no,
1: things are not going so great over there. In fact, they're reportedly preparing to lay off around 20% of its staff. That's quite a lot. The company, which has more than 6,400 employees, will start letting people... Well, they started letting people go yes. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> they're gone already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they will reportedly be cuts among the company's hardware division, which recently halted development on the... Uh, the caught the world on fire pixie selfie drone. Remember talking about that? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, they're oh, also uh, working on tools to help developers build games and mini apps on Snapchat. That will that division is going to get hit. Uh, social mapping app Zenly, which they bought in 2017 and kept running independently, is expected to get hit. Advertising sales team will be restructured. That's another. That's a euphem. That's a business euphemism for we're firing people. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. So their stock price has fallen by 80 percent since January. Amid a broader economic slowdown that has affected a lot of tech companies. But uh, yeah, so firing people, bringing in fewer hires. And uh, again, (laughs) you, you look at this, you go, it's four bucks per month for Snapchat plus subscription service. And they got more than a million people signed up in the first month or so. So that makes you think you got $4 million per month coming in, except they haven't published any statistics about how many people are recurring the subscription.
0: That's the thing. Yeah, first month, you know, it's yeah. it's the CBS all access issue. It's like, yes. oh, we had a, we had our our most amazing download day ever, which is the first day they had downloads. Yes, you know, uh, there's a great article uh, over at uh, I believe this comes from the Information called "Media Versus Time" by Jessica Lesson. Mm-hmm. and uh, it is a it's a interesting little uh, take on the fact that hey, you know what, maybe Snap's time has come, and also the time for this mid range. Uh, format you know just kind of the between a you know I I, I I this is a crude analogy but the difference between a fart and a dump so farts are quick bites like on tiktok but when you know, want to take a dump you go to snap I, I, i've had
1: some days after nothing but refried beans quesadillas and uh, let me tell you
0: <laughs> you had a full I could, get, I could get a
1: feature film fart out of that
0: <laughs> oh man that was three quibbies <laughs> oh How many Scaramoochies was it? (laughs) Uh, But it's an interesting take, you know, that people don't want that middle tier. And, you know, you could have said that, well, when Quibi failed, yes, we really kind of figured out that nobody wanted that middle tier of of time to watch a show. It's like either you want something super ridiculously short or you want to, you know, pull up some popcorn.
1: Yeah. Or you're binging all of Stranger Things season four in two days. Yeah. That's the way it seems to work, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a good read. Uh, link will be in the show notes. And uh, also see that Substack is uh, pulling back a little bit. They are, they're taking away some of the upfront payments uh, from their, you know, their paid writers that they recruited, also taking away some healthcare subsidies, oh, that's which great. I didn't know was a thing. Me either. Yeah. So just adding, adding on to the, uh, the pile of pink slips that are still going. Now, Joseph sent me this one. He says, perhaps Jason can finally get an opinion if he looks good or not. Well, at least from the neck up and he sent a link into this uh this new bill that's going through California i'm not going to get too into it because it is complicated it is annoying and i believe it is destined to fail so i'm with you on that i i don't necessarily think it's a bad idea idea but how do you it is a bad idea it <laughs> is fundamentally pl- a bad where are the idea? internet
1: police is what it always comes down to. Where are the internet police, and do we have to do now people have to code specifically for California versus gdpr and blah 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 standards people
0: standards yeah yeah it's it 's a mess it 's a mess, mm-hmm. but these people basically want you to have like every website that you know kids can sign up for they want to do age verification. Via, you know, biometrics and and have people on the other end look at your face or your IDs and all this stuff. And it's like that is an unnecessary burden for everyone and will break the Internet if people try and do it. And this is one of those ones where it is so ridiculously stupid, Mm -hmm. it will definitely get shot down. It might get shot down after it gets ratified and passed into (laughs) law, but eventually this will get shot down. Um, there's definitely there's some links in the show notes, but this is the K- California's age appropriate design code bill. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's ripped off from a GDPR bill uh, over in Europe. And uh, th- the first article that I linked to describes in detail how the language for laws in Europe is much different than the language for laws here and how even how it's written is completely unenforceable. So, yeah, it is a mess. So I'm still going to have to have to, you know, figure it out on my own, Joseph. Sorry. Yeah, I'll be sitting yeah. in the corner with my mirror. If only there was a site like Hot or Not. I miss Hot or Not, man. <laughs> God, I was a solid six and a half on Hot or Not. Oh, that's, you know, there you go. That's, that's pretty good metrics. You're not bad. I thought so. Yeah. So uh, are you still on Truth Social? Oh god! I deleted that the instant I got on there, and I looked at their science section, and then I'm just like dinosaurs and people living together. Oh, I'm out of here. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, uh, the, if you're on a, if you've got an Android device, you're probably not on it either, because uh, Truth Social's inadequate moderation is keeping it off the Google Play Store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, uh, who thought uh, Google they... had standards? <laughs> I, I know. If you can't get yourself on the Google Play Store, you are fucked. <laughs> seriously i mean talk about a low bar <laughs> yeah. yeah okay no point in getting
0: into the rest of that that's it really <laughs> all right good deal good deal so there's uh some news going around that twitter was thinking about doing an OnlyFans competitor for a while uh-huh but, so, but uh, you, you know they... what
1: this is a good yeah. point for this is a good time for me to jump in and mention some ads i've been seeing on my facebook feed recently which i found okay. hilarious bring it on i see fans for only or i see ads for only fans for like, uh, uh, for like fitness, uh, fitness influencers. Like, I use my OnlyFans to promote my fitness routines and my company. And then I also see it for musicians. OnlyFans for musicians. Ooh, oh boy! People are finding out about my music, and I'm I'm monetizing it on OnlyFans. Are you? Are you really?
0: Are, ya? are you? Because I really? know what
1: people go to OnlyFans for. It Ain't fitness. It's fit. It sure, shit ain't music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless it's pound chicka
1: pound yep. pound,
0: Unless you're listening to the skin flute get played, nope, <laughs> no music going on over there. Yeah. Uh, well, carry on. And there's no sorry old, for the taste. It's, it's okay. It's okay because it's not going to happen on Twitter either. Because <laughs> they're doing everything wrong over at Twitter, except they did one thing right. They they put together a red team to kind of play this out to see what it was going to be like mm-hmm. if they actually put this thing live. And their red team came back and said, we can't do this. We cannot do this. Uh, one thing that I did not realize that Twitter had was a kiddie porn problem already. I don't, um, I don't, I don't follow those people, I guess. I guess, yes. I guess I have my, my, my feed is clear. Um, and so is my conscience. And uh, there's like, no, no, no. If we do this, it is going to exacerbate the problem. And we just do not have the moderation tools to handle it. Um, so maybe them and Truth Social can get together and build some moderation <laughs> tools together to kind of fix yeah. these problems. Yeah. I but I just thought that. it was pretty uh, pretty interesting. And they called it the uh, basically the adult content monetization scheme mm. that they were okay. going for. <laughs> so that ain't going to happen. Uh, speaking of things that ain't going to happen, too, we bag on Elon on this show all the time because his predictions suck. Yes. And again, with, uh, you know, the news headlines are all I really care about in this one. Uh, and uh, the the title of the headline is "Experts Say Elon Musk Is Wrong About That Population Thing He Keeps Saying." I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they got they basically got experts on to to you know knock him down on that because he said uh, population collapse due to low birth rates is a much bigger risk to civilization than global warming. Well, mm-hmm. turns out no, not no. quite, no. <laughs> not quite no. at all. <laughs> but the best part is uh, the quote from somebody on Twitter says, "Maybe you want to give it a break, Nostradamus," <laughs> which is. Perfect, because he can't predict shit. No, I you know
1: he's he's just God. No guardrails at all. Somebody just he needs he needs people. He needs a wife. He needs a wife to say, "Well, you just shut up."
0: He's don't had wear multiple. Those. None of them can don't do wear.
1: It. Well, he's got. He's, <laughs> he needs one that he sticks with and that he like respects and like has some power mm. in this relationship that goes like, "Don't wear those pants. Those are horrible." That's what wives are really good for guardrails
0: you need You can muscle. only wear those pants if you're going to the metaverse <laughs> where nobody will see them and they blink this episode is sponsored by mood 420 celebrations come in all shapes and sizes just like the many ways to enjoy your thc mood offers just the right buzz with their federally legal flower gummies vapes and more helping you find the perfect high Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA flower, is a game changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal, and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. I tried several of their products from the uplifting Energized to the Mellow Chill, and I must say, each provided a unique enjoyable high— My favorite? Definitely the Creative Strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and got me through my daily projects with ease. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Celebrate 420 exactly how you want to with Mood. Get 20% off your first order plus a free THCA pre-roll at hellomood.com with promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com, code GOG. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. Now, on this show, we talk a lot about how much of our personal info is out there. We're talking about home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. And if you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're not alone. That's why I want to tell you about Delete Me. It's a game changer for protecting your personal information. As someone who's been through the ringer with spam calls and phishing attempts, finding Delete Me felt like a breath of fresh air. Could your potential views expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence in this election year? The amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. Angry individuals motivated by their political beliefs can now easily access personal details from data brokers for 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment and identity theft. Fortunately, you can safeguard your data with Delete Me. Delete Me scours the internet, finding and removing you and your family's personal data from hundreds of data broker websites. And they don't just do it once, they monitor your information to ensure that it stays private. I signed up and provided the specifics on what I wanted to go, and the team at Delete Me took it from there. They keep me in the loop with regular updates showing exactly where my info was popping up and confirming when it was removed. Seeing how dedicated they are to protecting my privacy is a relief. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now available at a special discount for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan today when you go to joindeletemecom GOG and use promo code GOG at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeletemecom GOG and enter code GOG at checkout. One more time, that's joindeletem dot slash GOG with code GOG at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. On this show, we often discuss the vast amount of personal info floating around out there. We're talking home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. If you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're definitely not alone. That's why I need to tell you about Delete Me. It's been a game changer for me in protecting my personal information, as someone who's been bombarded with spam calls and phishing attempts, discovering Delete Me" was like finding a magic shield. Here's a really frustrating fact. The amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. With rising political tensions, your political views could expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence. Angry people, fueled by their beliefs, can access your data from data brokers that cover 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment, identity theft, or worse. But there's good news. Delete Me works tirelessly to safeguard your data. Seeing their commitment to protecting my privacy has truly been a relief. Now, here is something special for all of you: get twenty percent off your Delete Me plan today when you go to joindelete.me.com/gog and use promo code GOG at checkout. The only way to get that twenty percent off is to go to joindelete.me.com/gog and enter code GOG at checkout. That's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash G-O-G with code GOG at checkout. Are you hungry? I am. Which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietician's thumbs up. Plus they're ready to roll in just two minutes you've got thirty five mouth watering options to choose from each week, whether you're into calorie smart, keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie. Factors got you covered and there's more each week brings over sixty extras, including breakfast, grab and go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. so what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factors' chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need, whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. And Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Media Candy. Anthony writes in, hey, Grumps, I'm 23, a Zillennial, Gen Z, but me and, fr- me and a friend saw the new Top Gun. It was beyond amazing. And a friend I
1: Friend really... and I, Anthony, a friend and I. <laughs> okay,
0: uh, Here's the deal. He loved it. He said it was beyond amazing. I actually haven't seen the old one, but have always known about it. Even not seeing the original Top Gun Maverick was amazing. Keep up the good work. Been watching since 2017, about six years. Donation coming your way on my payday. Uh, cool. So now okay. we have our answer. Okay, we have our
1: answer. That's great.
0: I've never uh, heard of Zelennial too. That's neat, pretty cool. I like that. That's
1: a good. That's a good yeah. term of phrase. I like it. Uh, I watched the Pixar story because it was popped up and recommended to me on Disney Disney Plus after I watched Light and Magic, the uh, ILM story. Nowhere near as good. Uh, okay ilm was six hours of deep dive amazing unbelievable behind the scenes lucas total visionary whatever you want to say about him ruining star wars the dude come just comes out awesome from light and magic like it's unbelievable what he did and the visions and uh that he had he's he was a nostradamus he can keep talking uh but the pixar story
0: itself snows snooze boring well here's the deal here's here's my question about it Mm mm-hmm so you know, Star Wars has John Lucas. Pixar has John Lasseter. I don't know if you followed any of the news about John yeah. Lasseter's exit. Yeah, <laughs> that just... didn't go well. No. So I, I did they gloss over like a lot oh, of the history of Pixar. They glossed over anything
1: negative. It was all positive, and John Lasseter is a creative genius. And yeah. <laughs> knowing okay, what we so know now, wondering. knowing what we know now about him, it's hard to watch it and go,
0: "How did that guy?" Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, you got to separate sure. the man from the art, I guess, and
1: the man from the <laughs> wallet. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So that was that. Don't bother. Um, I watched the first two episodes of Amazon's new series, A League of Their Own.
0: Delightful. They made that into a series. They did, and it's delightful, Jason. Okay, I'll tell my dad. <laughs> good he's
1: performances. Love it. Uh i love it it fits that uh Miss Mazel time frame, uh if you've been, mm-hmm. been missing like the nineteen fifties and all that sort of stuff. Uh it was just great. I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh good casting, great actors. I it's fun. I like it.
0: Okay, how does it compare to the movie? Because the movie is an
1: all time classic. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's different because it's a series and they get way more in depth and things and uh mm-hmm. but but uh, same feel. They, they did a really okay. good job with the feel. Like, you know, how do you replace Tom Hanks? They did a pretty good job. Um, Are you crying? Still crying <laughs> in baseball? Yeah, it's good, man. It's really good.
0: <laughs> All so, right. Uh,
1: something that wasn't good, and I, I haven't watched the MTV Video Music Awards since uh, before uh, Anthony, the Zillennial, was born. But uh, yep. apparently they're still going, even though they don't show videos ever. Uh, but we got Snoop Dogg and Eminem performing as their... Board yacht eight yacht things as an NFT live <laughs> performance. Uh outside of the NFT diehards, who've gained a reputation for uncritically praising anything in this realm, people have bashed the performance for coming off as low quality and phoned in. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I didn't think an NFT performance could be good, one person said, and I was absolutely right. This is fucking terrible.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. And uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, The Church, has a new single out called The Hypnagogue. Now, The Church have given up on writing pop songs and traditional songs a long time ago, just like Radiohead. The difference between The Church and Radiohead is I still
0: enjoy The Church's non pop song shenanigans. And
1: if you're a fan of The Church, new single. It's good. I like it.
0: All right, and uh, bad news for Bauhaus fans in the United States. Uh, Peter Murphy and has Canada. gone into rehab and canceled I, the tour. They were playing
1: here in Toronto in uh, five days, and uh, yes, they've oh. now announced that uh, he's got to go to rehab. No, no, no. Did you have tickets? I didn't because I saw them just. I saw them just pre-pandemic uh, in LA, and you know,
0: there's no new album. Good enough, yeah. Good enough, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I powered through the Boys season three. That doesn't sound good. It was fantastic. Once you oh, get okay. past the Bye. first couple episodes, like the the shock and gore in the first couple episodes, you can, uh, there's stuff in there you can skip. But once it starts to get into the actual story and the plot for the rest of the season, it was phenomenal. I loved it. Cool. Um, yeah, it had a great ending. Uh, it was it was great. I, I really liked the 90% of season three. The opening scenes of episode one, you just can't get around. It's just disgusting. There's a scene with an octopus later on that you can fast forward, and uh, then the rest of the season's fine. It's all okay. good. But those, uh, I, I was really, I was pleasantly surprised by uh, how, they, how they finished the season. So I'm looking forward to season four, uh, which I think is going to be the final season. All right. Uh, speaking of final seasons, though, Animal Kingdom did have their finale this week. And they did not stick the landing at all.
1: (laughs) It is the hardest thing to do. I I swear to God, if you're out there
0: trying to pitch a show right now, have an ending. Oh, my God. It was uh, they could have been, you know, dressed up as board, ape, yacht club apes (laughs) for all. it was that fucking bad. It's like, you know, it is a phenomenal series up until that last episode. So watch it. Watch the whole thing. And on the last episode. Think about what you would think would be the ultimate ending. Put it in your head and leave it there and just turn off the TV because also, it's going to be you, better. <laughs> if you've never watched Battlestar Galactica, that is solid advice. Yep. Same could be said about The Sopranos, too. <laughs> and uh, when it comes down to Game of Thrones, just skip everything after that first big battle in the last season and then you're done. You're good. So, yeah. This last one I thought was interesting. BBC has come out with their own version of Master Masterclass called BBC Maestro Class. <laughs> 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 oh, warm up the lawyers. Warm up the lawyers. Um, Edgar Wright is doing a filmmaking course, which is how I found it, because they're spamming me with ads incessantly because I'm a mm-hmm. Masterclass subscriber. Right. It looks good. It's Edgar Wright. I love his movies, but... Edgar needs to uh, lay off them donuts. I was I was surprised when I saw him. Like, oh my god! Pandemic was not kind to Mister Wright. Also, make another movie, not a class. I want a movie. From yeah, you. Uh, I still have. Uh, I haven't seen Last Night in Soho yet. I've been I've been saving that one. Have you Have you checked that one out? That was his last movie, I believe.
1: No, I was going to watch it on my last flight, and uh, totally spaced on it because.
0: Whiskey. Yeah, I keep forgetting about it too. That's yeah. uh, that's a bad sign. That's a bad yeah. sign. I did. I got halfway through the Sparks documentary and fell asleep so yeah that was... that's, a, that's a rough one Ups and doodads well as everybody knows we are fans of 1password here over at grumpy old geeks and there is a new version of mm-hmm. uh 1password out 1password 8 for ios and uh i installed it i like it, it there is a bit of a, a pain in the ass switching to do because the old one and the new one are not the same app they made you get a whole new app for some reason I don't know why, okay. but they did. <laughs> takes about right. takes about three minutes to do the switch over. Basically, the the trick is to download the new one, use the old one to mm-hmm. log into the new one, then delete the old one, then turn back on password management. <laughs> but okay. all in all, it's a good upgrade. I I like it. It's cleaner. Um, some things are a little harder to find, but you know, once you get the hang of it, it still does the same thing. It's still one password gets the job done. So,
1: yeah, I've been putting it off just because I thought it'd be a slight pain in the ass, but you seem to have just given me the trick to do it. So I will sit down and do it at some point.
0: very slight pain in the ass. There is a link in the show notes as well to get a deal on one password because they like us and we like them and we love you. So (laughs) there you go.
1: All right. Here is a story I'm a little torn on, Jason, that I'm interested to take your, get your take All on All right. This. Hit me. Uh, the Surrey police force in the UK has found itself at the center of a controversy after one of its official Twitter accounts shared how some officers are using ways to encourage drivers to slow down. In a series of tweets spotted by The Guardian, the department's roads Policing Unit reveals it uses the crowdsource navigation app to share misleading information. We definitely don't drop police markers on Waze at random points on our patrol. Nope, never, the unit said, adding a winking emoji for good measure. An easy way to get drivers to slow down on our roads. Thanks, Waze. Okay, well... So, as you can probably guess, this tweet wasn't received warmly, with some people accusing the Surrey police of operating Phantom units and violating the UK's Computer Misuse Act. But uh, many pointed out that Waze has a policy against repeatedly posting false reports they're technically not false though they say we were there at that very specific point in time the traffic unit said in response using a smirking emoji mm. nowhere on waze does it say the patrol has to be stationary
0: you hmm. know you know that's a gray area i think they found a I workaround i think that they have found a hack i do believe that they have found a hack and it sounds like it's a good hack
1: it uh, look here's here's my thought on this and then you can tell me yours the police are thinking, you know, we put up fucking stop signs, we put up maximum speed signs. You fuckers are ignoring that. You're all on ways. We're going to we're going to do we're we're going to game the system to get you to actually follow the law.
0: Can't find fault in that. Nope. Cuz <laughs> the thing is, it's not false information. They were actually there. You know, they're just dropping breadcrumbs mm-hmm. as they go
1: as they drive along. Yeah.
0: I kind of got to give him a pat on the back for I this think one. That fair play. <laughs> I think so too. I think I think well yeah. done. Round of applause. Uh huh. They played. They played in the rules. They didn't break the rules, and they're getting mm-hmm. the job done. You know. Yeah.
1: I personally would have never tweeted about it, but you know, if you want to be snarky, be snarky.
0: Yeah, that was kind of a, a dumb thing to do, but yes. But the other part, very smart, very smart. Hey, anything mm-hmm. to get people to so. slow down, I'm into. I agree. Speaking of things that are bad, this kid, Jason mm-hmm. Allen, aka Syncarnate on Discord, uh-huh. he signed up for MidJourney and uh, created okay. some artwork on MidJourney, which is one of the AI platform, the AI art generation platforms, which we'll talk about in a right. second. Mm-hmm. He got the images that he created from his own prompts, took them, upres them in Gigapixel AI, which I also have, mm-hmm. which is a very nice program, works great. And then he entered that art or he printed it on some canvases and then he entered it into the Colorado State Fair fine arts competition in the digital arts category. And he won. It's a digital artwork. And Mm -hmm. he won. Yes. Okay. And he did say that it was, it was used, it was created using mid journey when he, when he applied for the actual competition. So he wasn't Mm -hmm. lying. He wasn't, you know, obfuscating the fact that he didn't create it, Mm -hmm. uh, which he kind of did if you, if you take it to his logical conclusion, but People are getting pissed off about it. And I'm just like, this is the same thing as the cops. It, you know, he played in the rules. It's a digital
1: arts contest.
0: Where does it it's say? A digital human. category. You use digital tools to make it. Right. And he created the prompt that made the artwork. So mm-hmm. because I, I um, I'll talk about Midjourney in a second, but it's, it, he did have human interaction to create the piece of art that he wanted. Did he actually mm-hmm. use his hand to draw the pixels? No, but he created mm-hmm. digital artwork using a tool. Uh,
1: how is that different than coding out something that does drawing? Like I coded out in basic a uh, Fire Breathing Dragon yep. in, in, in sixth grade or seventh grade or something like
0: that. Mm-hmm. That's art, right? Absolutely. Hey, I won an art okay. competition for a piece of generated art in high school as well. And, you know, so I don't see a problem here. So I think people need to just chill a little bit and let this guy have his, have his day. Yeah, we we
1: talked about something uh, along these lines a while back, and it was the argument somebody was making over whether AI owned the artwork that it generates. Right. And I think the, the thing was, no, it doesn't, because it's not, uh, you know, it's not the monkey holding the camera right.
0: situation. Yeah, this guy actually right? did create so. a prompt. He used his brain to make something new. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it just sounds like a bunch of people got their panties in a bunch here. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is? Okay. It's people who didn't think of it first.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> That's <yeah>. it. <laughs> I slaved away in Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, you mean you slaved away using those computer-generated tools that actually speed
0: things up for you and do it for you? Exactly. Look, in the mm. old days, I used to have to make paths around people to cut them out using channel ops. And yep. you know, nowadays, I just hit select subject. What, you know, yep. Should I be butthurt because I didn't, you don't have to do it manually anymore? No, I'm, I appreciate the tools. Yeah. And I'm starting to really appreciate these, I know, I got to say, AI art uh, generation tools. Dali came out this week with a new new feature called outpainting, which is fascinating. And uh, you take a piece of art and it will generate things outside the boundaries of what the original art is. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I recommend going and just watching. And there's a link in the show notes uh, to check out the outpainting thing. And they have a kind of a time lapse of... Somebody creating one of these from, you know, I think it's an old Vermeer or something, creating an entire room where it was just a head before, and it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. How I can't it works.
1: wait. I can't wait for the memes coming out on about this, like with the Edvard amongst
0: The Scream, uh-huh. it's like Donald Trump is standing there, <laughs> <laughs> or or the Kardashians are playing on television. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new Game of Thrones. Ah. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's a neat tool, but just watch the, watch the little little animation. It's pretty good. So I did end up signing up for Mid Journey for a month to play around with it because okay. I'm seeing stuff come out of there that's just mind-blowingly, crazily good. And I'm like, wow, I want to play with this. So I went and I actually, I dropped the the 30 bucks for the, the month to, to play around because it saves every, it does, it does a lot of stuff if you just get the, you know, the decent plan. And it's all done through, I'm just doing it through the Discord channel. Mm -hmm. making some stuff. And I just did it a little bit last night before I went to bed. But when I was playing with it, uh, my, my uh, nighttime gummies were kicking in and the images that I were making (laughs) were not conducive (laughs) to gummy time. (laughs) So (laughs) I put down the mid journey and walked away because I needed, I needed some sleep. I did not need nightmares. Uh, But I do love that their, their code of conduct is don't be a jerk. (laughs) Then they go on to, don't use our tools to make images that could inflame, upset or cause drama. (laughs) Uh, this is the, the the bummer part. That includes gore and adult content. Uh, well, the gore part, they really should probably talk to Rob Sheridan because he's making gory series of art using Mid Journey. So <laughs> and they're about as gory as gory can get. And they, they, the final code of conduct is be respectful to other people in the team. OK. Yeah. Well, that's that's impossible these days. It is I impossible. Mean, how, how
1: are you going to be respectful to everybody? Because everybody has a problem with everything.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, it is kind of fun in the Discord channel because you do get to see other people's stuff that comes through. Uh you can flag mm-hmm. things as private so you can experiment without people seeing it, you know, if you if you're tr- literally trying to make art that you don't want somebody to gank. Right. Uh it's a good way to do it. If you're trying to make your NFTs and you don't want people just to steal them right away. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's so much fun to play with. I mean, it's it this one is better than the other ones as far as I can tell as far as photo realistic, you know, renderings go. And right. uh yeah, it, it I I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying these things at this point. They're they're gumming up the internet with just, you know, terabytes of crazy bullshit images. But <laughs> what the hell, it's fun. You only live once. What the hell? No. Security? Ha
1: so uh Dave couldn't join us again this week. That's mostly my fault because we're recording at an odd and unusual time, so I can get out of here and have a little family vacation time. Uh so we'll just roll into this. But uh I, I kinda wish Dave was here because, you know, remember when Roe versus Wade was overturned and then there was all those articles about, oh boy, we should probably delete those period tracking apps and oh, there's going to be so many bad things technologically that come out of this and and uh, you know we're going to have to be super careful and then the people that were all about the Roe versus Wade being overturned were like, surely not. No, no fears. Don't Hold worry dash. We're going to be fine. And then we got the first case of like a, a meta turning over uh, direct messages between a mother and daughter. And then, you know, that lawsuit started, and we kind of went, oh boy, here we go. Well, here's another one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at least the FTC is stepping in here. The Federal Trade Commission has sued a data broker called Kochava, alleging the company sold geolocation information that could be used to reveal visits to sensitive locations, such as abortion and reproductive health clinic. That's the nice way that we say it. Yeah. The agency said data shows movements to and from reproductive health clinics, places of worship and addiction recovery centers, as well as homeless and domestic violence shelters. By selling data tracking people, kochavas, is enabling others to identify individuals and exposing them to threats of the stigma, stalking, discrimination, job loss, and even physical violence. It wants them to stop selling the data and to delete sensitive geolocation information is collected basically put them out of business in a move to attempt to protect people's privacy. FTC says the data includes timestamped latitude and longitude locations that are matched with unique mobile device identification numbers, which basically game over at that point. Yep. right? So, yep. We knew this was happening. It's definitely happening. There are companies that are making lots and lots of money selling this information and it should 100% be fucking
0: illegal. Yep. So yep. we'll see. <laughs> We'll See how it goes. I mean, <laughs> fingers crossed, but it's, it's I mean, genie's out of the bottle on that one. It's going to be kind of tough. Yep. I mean, I, these guys are these guys are scumbags because it's not even anonymized. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, I got the IMEI, you know, of your phone. I can just call him up and say, "Where the fuck's Brian?" <laughs> like, yeah. he's got another abortion. God damn it. Wrap it. <laughs> uh, I thought this one was kind of funny. It. Hackers hide malware in James Webb telescope images. <laughs> It's, it's a little more in-depth and complex than the headline would lead you on to believe. Uh, but nice. they are using the images as kind of a uh, delivery method for some actual bad data that can be run. Um, mm-hmm. And if you do look at the image as a regular JPEG in an image viewer, it looks just fine. But yeah. Uh, yeah, if you look at it in a text editor, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: And we all open up our images in text editors. So, Well, you know, some of us do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah uh, and speaking of tracking Apple may face a DOJ antitrust complaint over AirTags now, oh this God. Isn't because of how they actually function uh, they're basically saying uh, <laughs> the other company that made these tile has alleged that Apple purposefully disadvantaged tile on iOS devices by walling off its Find My network they eventually opened that up with some restrictions and, and the tile was like not up for that they didn't want those restrictions uh, and again, it's Apple built Find My. It's for Apple stuff. Right.
0: It, it, Make your own app. It was originally called Find My Mac. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I get I get it. I get yeah. their butthurt about it, but, you know. Yeah. Um, Apple kind of has a history of taking good ideas and making them their own. So. Yes. It's a walled
1: garden for security, privacy, and very many other reasons. It's why. That's why an iPhone isn't a godforsaken hellhole like an Android device.
0: (laughs) True that, true that. (laughs) Uh, And there's no, I mean, the upside of being on Android right now is there is no truth social, though. So, you know, case. That's true. Point Google on that one.
1: Well, I think you've got a story about a negative point for Google coming
0: next. Oh, Jiminy Jeepers. Uh, we missed this one last week, but holy shitballs on this one. Uh, Dad took photos yeah. of his naked toddler for the doctor. Google flagged him as a criminal. You know, the problem was he put it out on Twitter in that
1: uh, kitty porn
0: <laughs> ring. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Oh, I i, I mean, he's, he's a doctor. Dr. Feelgood is a true doctor. <laughs> Well, look,
1: first off, not only is he a doctor, uh, have we not noticed that in the past two to three years, we have 100% switched over to, I don't know why we still call it this, telemedicine, even though we're not using any telephone technology. Right. Uh, I I send pictures of my kid to our doctor all the time because we don't go into the office. Like, what is this? Even though is he's asked okay? you to stop incessantly, but you still keep doing it. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's uh, unwarranted and unasked for photos directly to my doctor's cell phone yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but no i mean
0: this is what we're actually supposed to do now mm-hmm. yeah that's what that's what they they tell us the they yeah but these the they, they did and- not like it and uh, i like i said it's a long read one worth uh one worth checking out and uh kind of makes you just want to throw your phone in the garbage <laughs> and never use the internet <laughs> again but um i mean who could have well, seen that's this coming show, jason yeah uh, brian who could have seen <laughs> this coming we did. I, I don't know us. We did. Yes. Yeah. I think we've laid out this scenario a million times over the last 10 years. And um, now <laughs> it's, it's, it's all happening, as we predicted. So yeah. suck it, Elon. We're the fucking Nostradamus around here. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Eric. Welcome, Eric. You stand alone. Thank the, you. the cheese stands alone.
1: <laughs> and over at PayPal, we've got Robert, Charlie, Simon, Matt, Judge, Nicola, Matthew, Jonathan, Nikolai,
0: and Thomas. Woo. Thank you all so much. Thank you. And over at the tip jar, we've got Anne, Adam, Ashley, and Mario. Thank you, Mario. No Luigi. Ash- <laughs> no Luigi. Luigi's <laughs> over on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a couple
1: five star reviews this week. The first is from Marky Mark Ooh. and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. Great. Love the podcast. It's the only one I listen to on release day. It keeps me entertained while driving around fixing customers' broadband issues here in good old Blighty. When Jason reviews on Media Candy, I can't help but think of the comic guy from The Simpsons. Worst ending ever. Keep it going, <laughs> gents. Stay
0: grumpy. Well, he should be He should be set for this week's episode then. <laughs> uh, and Chaplain Stefan writes in, A blessing, not a curse. I'm a longtime listener and also a donor. I am a professional chaplain, but before heading down this path, I was in the tech industry for many years, and I am still a super user that everyone I know seems to think is free IT support. Yes, we know. Mm -hmm. We, we, We feel for you. Thank you for the lovingly honest way you address your stroke and the amazing resources you provide. I have forwarded some of the links you continue to provide under the show notes. Finally, please use a pseudonym for that person who steals so much of the time on your show. Maybe Mr. My Way or No Way or Screaming Baby Always Throwing Crap from His Diapers or Earth's Number One Bully. Well, you get the picture. Keep up the grumping. I know this is not what you normally hear, but your show leaves me spiritually full each and every week. Great geeking advice and great connections with each other and us, your listeners.
1: I, I i'm assuming he meant me
0: i'm guessing
1: I, I i i wow one part of that review does not sound like the other i guess he wants the grumpy old geek show <laughs> must be must i be. guess i
0: don't know man <laughs> all
1: right well uh Chaplin is not a fan of mine but that's okay i'm not a fan of chaplains so fair
0: enough <laughs> okay earth's number one bully <laughs> <laughs> until next time i'm earth's number one bully and i'm jason de Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 568. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay number one Bully!